Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. So excited that you are here. However you got here, Spotify, Apple, Google, doesn't matter if you press play, if you subscribe. We're just glad that you're currently listening to us talk to you. And who is us? If it's your first time, my name is Josiah, and this is my co-host, Travis Ross, all the way from a Make Your Mark Design HQ in Colorado. Actually, we're both in Colorado, but we're just not in the same place. So, uh, <laughs> Travis... I mean, how is it going? How are things? What's new? Um, yeah. How was your Monday? Let's start with that. I know we're recording on a Monday, an undisclosed Monday, because we don't know when this particular episode is going to air. <laughs> so how was this Monday? This Monday was busy because, as you know, the reason we are recording uh, so many different episodes in this yes. like little short amount of time is because I am getting ready to go out of town. Uh, it's my 25th wedding anniversary. I am taking my bride, my beautiful bride, to Hawaii for uh, the better part of two business weeks. And yeah. so I'm going to be gone. And, um, you know, Josiah, you're going to have to hold down the print-on-demand cast fort while I'm gone. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know it's how you gonna, feel about that. It's going to be good. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, you know, it's fun seeing all the new Facebook group members. It's fun doing more yeah. Instagram content and trying to kind of wrap my mind around what else we could do on these platforms. And so um, that's where a lot of, like a lot of my free time is spent. I need to start writing things down is what I'm saying. Cause I have a lot of like <laughs> just thinking constantly between, you know, content for this and that. And it's just, I'm all over the place, but, uh, but yeah, you're about to jet to Hawaii. Um, and so we are, as you said, batch recording. That's why the waffle section of these particular episodes are a little stilted. They're like mini waffle sections. Um, because we don't really know what's happening in our lives right. at this moment when this airs. Uh, Travis will probably si sipping a pina colada or you know, um, mai tai or a old fashioned or or something uh, on a beach somewhere. Definitely alcoholic Hawaii. drink. Yes, there will be alcohol <laughs> in it. That's all we know. Uh, but yeah, so we have an uh, an awesome main event this week, and we actually don't want to cut or really dive too much into the banter section just because uh this interview um is is great it's it's about an hour just the interview itself so yeah we wanted to save plenty of time for that with uh reagan dickinson from graphics pro uh, i'm really excited to to get into it because he gave some great information and reaffirmed the fact that we tell you guys all the time go to a trade show Right. He, he also has a business incentive to tell you that because it's what they do, but <laughs> it doesn't make it any less true. Uh, go right. to a trade show. So, Travis, excited about the interview, man. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm, I am, too. He's uh, he's a good dude. Met him, um, you know, a, a while back at the Denver actual uh, GX. Pro yeah. 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 And um, it, or GP Pro G Graphics Pro Expo. In the yeah. The high. <laughs> You'll guys did get it later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh had you know broke bread with him. Um, he's just a really good guy. Been on their podcast. Did you um, eat it after you from, broke it? Uh, yeah, I actually ate the bread. Yeah. And then uh where I've written for um 
That's uh, right. We talked magazine. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about that. I'm actually currently writing a second article that I got to finish up this week before I leave for Hawaii. Um, cause yeah. the deadline is, so, uh, it's, it's been a cool relationship that we've, um, you know, began and, uh, continue to cultivate. And uh, it's just great to have him on the show because he's been in the industry a long time, man. And, yeah. um, he's seen a lot of changes. He's seen a lot of things. And, um, so it'll be really good. I think for our listeners just to kind of hear his perspective on things. And, uh, so yeah, let's, let's jump in. Yeah, let's go to our main event this week, our interview with Reagan Dickinson. Main event, who's calling? All right, Travis, very excited for our guest for this week's main event on the Print On Demand cast, someone that you and I have both met, someone that is, I guess, indirectly or directly responsible for us having our minds blown in Portland, Oregon for three days uh, (laughs) at an MBM show when we first got into the industry, Uh, but we're excited to bring Reagan Dickinson on to the program. Reagan is the VP of content for Graphics Pro and Graphics Pro Expo, which used to be NBM and now it's known as Graphics Pro Expo. So that is a connection for those that might not know. And he's been reporting on the graphics market for almost 30 years. So we're excited to invite Reagan and his wealth of knowledge to the print on demand cast. Reagan, it is great to have you on the show. Uh, Thank you. And that was a very nice introduction. I don't know about wealth. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do my best here. Okay? Sure. I've got a couple sure. bucks okay. in my pocket. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm just, just trying to, okay. Well, we'll under, <laughs> we'll under the promise over deliver instead of, instead of, so, okay. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to talk about something, you know, that's, yeah. that would he, be under promising. He knows a thing about a thing or two and okay. we'll go from there. <laughs> uh, but no, welcome to the show. How is things? I know you're just, uh, you know, in our backyard here in Colorado. How is, mm-hmm. uh, how's things going for you and in graphics pro? Um, excellent. Couldn't be better. You know, y'all live here, you know what the weather's like. It's <laughs> zero one day, it's 50 the next, it's snowing the yep. next. So <laughs> yep. we're yeah. just dealing with all that. It's been, it's been kind of a crazy winter as y'all know. And, yeah. um, but, uh, things are going very well for, uh, graphics pro and graphics pro expo. Um, you know, <clears throat> we, uh, you know, we, we have kind of a long history behind us, you know, the, parent company's national business media. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, one time we had, uh, three basic graphics publications, sign business, which turned into sign and digital graphics and the sign business turned into sign and digital graphics when wide format printing inkjet printing, um, became kind of ubiquitous in the market. It mm-hmm. became, it became more viable, mm-hmm. you know, cause at one time in the sign industry, um, if you wanted a large format graphic, you had to have a huge machine. Typically it was a 3M Scotch print machine, which was about $300,000, right? And wow. there was a process involved there too. Uh, but once the inkjet printing came along, it really kind of changed the industry. Um, and we've seen a lot um, of changes in the industry over the years. And so mm-hmm. three publications into one called Graphics Pro. And one of the reasons behind that, it kind of happened at a, at a weird but fortuitous time that we did this, we did this right before the pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, we had our first Graphics Pro Expo coming out right before the pandemic, and we had to cancel that show mm-hmm. halfway through. I think it was in... Oh, uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's rough. Yeah, it was, it was terribly rough. And it was a tough time to to do that, you know, to start changing, um, you know, going from three publications to one. But what we were seeing in the market was... Um, 
awards and customization professionals, sign companies, um, wide format printing companies, mm-hmm. um, trade show companies, you know, anyone who's doing graphics kind of in that market and uh, printware, which is decorated apparel, obviously. Um, we were seeing those three markets interested in each other, so to speak, you know, that some mm-hmm. processes were crossing the lines and, and providing people opportunities to, you know, let's say that I was in awards. I had a trophy shop or an award shop. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get into more full color. Um, customers would come in and say, Hey, can you do a banner for me? I mean, I, I think that's a pretty natural thing for a customer to say, you do this stuff for me. Can you do this other stuff? Sure. Th- that's been going on actually for a while, as y'all know. And, um, but I think it's become, uh, more common now. So hmm. we felt like <clears throat> for those people in the graphics market, uh, they shouldn't be bubbled off, so to speak. They, they should know what's going on in other peripheral markets or vertical markets um, sure. that might affect them and, and might give them opportunities for profit and growth. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's always going to be some people who say, I, um, it's really important for me to focus on what I do and what I do well. And you, you know, you run into a number of those. There's, you know, if you're a screen printer, for example, that might be, that's just what you want to do. You want to screen print on apparel because you're good at it. You've got the process down and you don't want to mess with other things. You just want to be the best. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. And so, but we're seeing more again, more and more people who are kind of crossing over and doing different types of, of graphics and, and seeing the opportunity to do that, you know, especially with, e-commerce uh you know being able to have your own store and so on and so forth i i think that people are seeing that that opportunity yeah we um i've had an opportunity to 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 hang out with uh you reagan and um you know a couple other people uh from from graphics pro since you guys are really close to us i mean i feel like you're probably your your offices are probably what less than two miles or three miles Mm -hmm. yeah the crow flies about two miles right yeah um and so in that, um, I, you know, you just kind of gave us a, 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 a little bit of a history on um, Graphics Pro, but I'm curious, like, what got you into the, you know, the printing business, into the, and then ultimately, you know, into the current role that you serve at Graphics Pro? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's, you see all this gray in my hair? <laughs> I, I got to tell you. you earned it. Yeah. I don't know if I earned it. Uh, it just means I've had kids. Um, I've been around the block a few times, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I was into printing right off the bat um, because I went to when I went to college. Uh, I got a degree in journalism uh, from the University mm-hmm. of Houston with an emphasis on advertising, and my minor was radio and television. Um, mm-hmm. When I was at, when I was in school, I worked for an ad agency in Houston, and I did that for most of the time that I was in college and. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about print on demand, this was old style back then. This was actually before uh, the Macintosh came out. Wow. <laughs> or that they wow. were actually, we were actually using it on a regular basis. I mean, that came mm-hmm. in about the tail end of when I was going to college and we were starting to use that. And I remember the big thing with when we got the Mac, it was a huge deal, you know, because the problem with it was we weren't able to match colors. So mm-hmm. we had to print out our own Pantone sheets and kind of, <laughs> <laughs> adjust those Pantone sheets to what the actual Pantone colors were. That makes mm, sense. Wow. Wow. But yeah. we were also doing um, 
we had a big stat camera in there and we were doing everything by hand. We were using wax paper to lay out the ads and we were cutting little <laughs> tiny type and kerning type and letting type that way. So wow. it was, it was, I think it was really beneficial for me to get an, a good analog education on that, you know, something sure. outside of the, of the school where I was really focused on, on the writing side of it mm -hmm. and the editing. Right. Um, so I was getting a different education and, and I think ironically enough, that education left, I worked for a number of, uh, newspapers and magazines. And, uh, then I moved to Denver, Colorado from, uh, Houston and this was about 93. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was a, you know, back then when you look for a job, it was newspapers, right? So sure, sure. <laughs> everything I was doing was being printed ultimately. Right. Um, and, um, there was a job opening for an associate editor at Sign Business Magazine. So I, I interviewed and um, I was just, it, it was just interesting to me because I was like, I, I think I can really enjoy writing about this because this is kind of what my background was too, mm -hmm. at least at the ad agency. Um, they were doing some of the same things, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the sign, it was the sign making business. And so it was all about design and typography and, you know, making sure that, <clears throat> All of those elements work to draw customers in and how do you do that? How do you use color and so on and so forth? Mm -hmm. So it, it was kind of a natural fit for me. Yeah. So I started at sign business. I was the editor there. Uh, we started to bring on some other publications. We had an auto graphics publication, which was really focused on the automotive graphics market, whether it was vinyl striping or pin striping, you know, there was still a lot of hand painting back in those days. Hmm. And then of course, when digital, when wide format printing came along, that's when we started a magazine called digital graphics. And then we put sign business and digital graphics together. We had a screen printing magazine that was more on the industrial wow. side. Um, in addition to printware. Um, so I was overseeing all of those publications at one point, And then, uh, took a little detour and went to start some publications in the parks and recreation and camp business markets. Um, huh. yeah. And that was fun. It was a totally different market. I think what it showed me is that it might be, you know, when you get into a new market or you're trying to learn something, um, you just got to dive head in. You just got to, <laughs> just got to dive into it, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I was able to kind of learn those markets, but then, um, I started to work for a company in Florida called LexJet, pretty well known in the industry, really great mm -hmm. company. Um, I did marketing and public relations for them for about eight years. So I was on the other side. I was an editor on one side, and then I went to LexJet, which is now called S1. Um, mm -hmm. And <clears throat> at, at S1, I got to see the other side of it. I was you know, trying to get media, trying to get press releases placed and, and, and buying media and so on and so forth. So I got, mm -hmm. I got to see that side of it. I learned a lot. Um, they're really good business people, um, really solid company. And, um, they just, they gave me the opportunity to learn about a little bit more global marketing. We did some global marketing through, um, mm -hmm. we, we had one of our subdivisions was called brand management group. And uh, brand management group was representing Kodak mm -hmm. and HP globally. So, um, you know, I got to learn a lot about that side of the business. And then yeah. um, in about 2015, um, I got a call asking if I was interested in heading up an automotive publication at the same company I worked for that I started with in 93, National Business Media. Hmm. Uh, it's called The Shop. And I took the position and uh, 
did that for a while and really enjoyed the automotive aftermarket. Again, had to learn a new industry. Uh, <laughs> there were some similarities. There were some crossover from the standpoint that um, there was uh, a lot of companies, or not a lot, but there was a decent amount of companies in the automotive aftermarket, restyling companies that did vinyl wraps on vehicles. Um, you know, but it was about accessorizing vehicles on the restyling side. And it was about the go fast parts on the performance side. Um, and then when we started to, um, kind of take these three publications, sign business, digital graphics and awards and engraving into one, um, that's when I became the VP of content for those publications. Okay. I had the mm. background there, um, yeah. and, you know, knew something about content. So <laughs> I guess so. I was just going to yeah. say there, there was a couple of things I wanted to pull out of there that I thought were really interesting. Sure. First thing is um, I feel like you have more um, experience in uh, marketing and content creation mm -hmm. in your pinky than Josiah and I have in our whole entire uh, <laughs> lifetime. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I, but I wasn't, I was interested when you were talking about, I really enjoyed, um, typography and design and how to use those things to draw in customers. And mm -hmm. I feel like that those skills are exactly what it takes to build a profitable print on demand e-commerce presence, um, or, you know, asset, I guess, if you mm -hmm. will. And, um, I, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to kind of dive into some of that. I don't want to take us too far off course, but can you just speak on to that a little bit? Like, what did you mean when you say I can use color and typography to elicit, you know, emotion to gain the trust, to actually have someone buy it, you know, buy that thing. Right. Um, well, first of all, I, yeah, I don't know that, um, I know more in my little pinky than you do. <laughs> Generally speaking, <laughs> really, because all my knowledge is because I talk to people like y'all, you know, we, mm -hmm. we had Travis on, obviously, uh, we had Travis on our podcast and, mm -hmm. you know, that's where, that's where I'd learn a lot is by talking to other people. I mean, that's, that's yeah. really what it's about. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm barely scratching the surface, frankly, mm. um, as far as that goes now. And now when it comes to design, um, Design, I think, is probably the most important aspect. If you're going to be in, in a printing graphics business, if, if you don't have good design, then it, I think it's it's fairly pointless, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's just, I think it's a good idea. Now you speak about color, you know, it's good to know what colors work for certain things, what they, what they evoke psychologically, you know, like mm -hmm. red means stop and yellow means warning. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a dark blue is usually connotes, um, something like, uh, wealth or, you know, it's, it's, it's something, you know, better yeah. than most that, things. Right. Yeah. You know, That's why Facebook is blue. I get it now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's some basic color theory about that and how it affects psychology. And, and, you know, when I talk about typography, I think one of the things that, what I've noticed sometimes is if you haven't come up in an anal, and I'm not saying that this is true across the board. I'm just saying, I think it helps to come up from an analog standpoint that you worked manually on something in the graphics market, because you really had to pay attention to things like kerning, you know, the space between lettering, the space between mm -hmm. lines, 
because it can be distracting if it's not, mm. if it doesn't look right. You know, sure. there, it's almost, we always used to do the squint test when we were looking at our, at our ads, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, does it, does it kind of come together when you squint at it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's all those yeah, things. Yeah. And I, um, I think, I guess the other important thing is, is, is the design. Is it, is it just for a mug? Uh, is it just for a t-shirt or is it going to go across a lot of different uh, media, so to speak? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it going to be on a poster? Is it going to be on the side of a van? Mm -hmm. uh, will it be on a pencil? <laughs> you know, you, I think you have to plan for those things as well. Then make sure that you maintain the integrity of a design across uh, various applications. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You see, I mean, um, I recently purchased a font um, or downloaded a font. I don't think I purchased it. Um, that someone I thought was someone else was using on a project and I needed that font for this, you know, project. And uh, I don't think it was the right one, but I remember the kerning was just bad on it. And so even though it was, you know, professionally packaged and, you know, advertised on one of my accounts is, you know, this is this cool font. When I opened it up and I just looked at how it was laid out as I typed, you know, various words into the design, it was, you could tell that they had not spent the time in determining that kind of squint test uh, proof, if you will. Right. Um, so it's super important. I, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, We've kind of covered covered a lot of ground in the first probably 15 minutes. Um, but talking about Graphics Pro specifically, um, what would you say, you know, is the mission of Graphics Graphics Pro as a company? It's it's to elevate everyone's business that's in the market. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the primary goal. I mean, that's yeah, that's what we're after. I mean, every time that we talk about oh, what what's the article that we're going to run in the in the magazine or what are we going to run mm -hmm. in the newsletter or who are yeah. we going to talk to on the podcast and um <clears throat> every time we have to think is it going to help somebody i mean i feel like if we help one person if one person <laughs> and, and maybe that's just not a high enough bar <laughs> but i <laughs> i have to look at it that way i have to look at it. if i'm helping one person if it's if it's improving their business um if they're deriving more profit and more joy from their business because of something that we found that we've been able to share with them through you know, our publication mm -hmm. yeah, uh, at the trade show, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, that's kind of the mission in a nutshell, but um, sure. Yeah. For example, we, we had a show last year and one of our speakers, a guy named Matt Charbonneau, he's in the sign industry and he gave a, uh, he gave a talk on pricing. We were walking out of the class and a lady comes up and she was literally in tears, tears of joy, I think, because <laughs> she said, I can't tell you how much this is going to help me. Um, this is really, yeah. this opened a door for me. It's just to hear that. That's, yeah. and that's what I want for everybody who comes across graphics pro or graphics pro expo, you know, whether they're reading the magazine, listening to the podcast, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It occurs, it's occurred to me like through the course of your, your professional history that you've just kind of outlined for us working for publications and, and bringing different publications under one roof that it's, it's kind of like a history of being an information broker. You're bringing in information through these publications to help people and being an arbiter of vital information that'll help people. 
um, which mm. is incredible. Um, I think that's, I know I can speak for Travis in the creation of this podcast. We have the same goal as you do in a nutshell. If it just helps one person, if one person can walk away from listening to one of our shows, either feeling encouraged, inspired, or moved to action, um, mm -hmm. we've done our job. So it's, it's certainly something that's relatable for sure. Right. And, and I don't want this to be a mutual admiration society, but <laughs> <laughs> we had Travis on the podcast. Travis writes for Graphics Pro Magazine, and um, th there's expertise there. And yeah. we're, that's what we're looking for. It's not only expertise or someone who has a, who's built a good business, has a good yeah. perspective, um, someone who's relatable. And, and also, um, it's a peer to peer uh, kind of version yeah. of things. You know, we really try to be as peer to peer as possible. We want as many different perspectives from mm -hmm. as many different parts of the country, even, you know, even geographically. And the reason for yeah. that is because, you know, somebody in Mobile, Alabama might have a great idea for his market. Um, but somebody in Boston, Massachusetts might go, well, that's not really going to work for me. However, sure. sure, maybe there's a way that I can kind of twist that or yeah. use mm -hmm. it in my own market in a different yeah. way, right? You know, maybe they can even glean something from somebody. They might not use the exact same uh, approach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious to, um, how would you say that... Um, like graphics pro magazine or just graphics pro, you know, your newsletter, those types of things. How do you, uh, because it seems, it seems as though your market is, um, at least since I've been talking to you, it seems to be kind of broadening a little bit. It, it used to be more, um, professionals who were running print shops and doing sign, you know, sign shops and those mm -hmm. types of things. And since you've been talking to me and we've had, you know, um, several conversations about this Reagan, it seems as though your, your market is slowly, you're, you're seeing the benefit in some of these people who, you know, are just makers, they're crafters at home and they're starting to, um, you know, they got one heat press and, and a cricket or, you know, or whatever, right, and like right, helping right. them kind of move from that spot into maybe some more industrial, uh, or, you know, professional equipment. Um, can you speak more to that as, as far as like, do you have, I mean, it, 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 first of all, is what I'm saying true? And then how do you see graphics pro helping some of those, um, you know, frankly, some of the listeners in our audience right now mm -hmm. that are kind of, you know, they don't have a, you know, a $50,000 budget to buy a brand new DTG They're They've got a cricket and a heat press and they're doing vinyl or, you know, how do you see graphics pro helping them? Okay. Well, at first, um, if, the, if that's the situation, you maximize what you've got and then move on to the next level. Right. But be aware of what's out there. I mean, I think that's part of what we're trying to accomplish here. So that people are aware of what processes are available to them. Mm -hmm. but there are processes that they might not have even thought about. Um, you, they might look at a show like graphics pro expo and say, well, you know, I've got a, I've got a heat press, I've got a DTG and I'm just doing some t-shirts and maybe some stickers and whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do I need to go look at wide format printers? Well, when you maximize that, that's something that you might want to look at. You, you know, just be aware of it and be, be aware that there are other opportunities out there. So that's not really answering your primary question. though. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is that right about the time, like I said, that we, um, that we put graphics pro together, um, the pandemic happened, but what we also found was during the pandemic, there were a lot of people in that boat. There were a lot of people who they got downsized or 
they lost their jobs or they got right. just sick of it, you know, and just said, <laughs> going out on my own and I'm taking, perhaps they even had it as a hobby before, you know, they were doing mm -hmm. some kind of, they were a maker of some sort, you know, some right. people were into arts and crafts and, you know, maybe some people were in some woodworking, whatever the case might be. Um, but what you found, I, I think was, I don't know if you call it an explosion of those types of kind of fledgling businesses um, that mm. came out of the pandemic, but uh, we've mm. seen a lot of that, you know, in talking to uh, some of our advertisers that sell kind of across the three markets, they saw an awful lot of that. They saw a lot of people kind of migrating to their, okay. their products, you know? Um, and we, we addressed a lot of that. Um, last year we had a, a special event, a conference called uh, start here Academy. It was a, it was a four hour event mm. And we had uh, speakers that kind of really fit into that guy. They're influencers, if you will, YouTube mm -hmm. influencers. And they gave talks about their businesses and how they got started. You know, they had a t-shirt side hustle or whatever, right. um, or they yeah. were doing arts and crafts. And then they got, um, they got a laser engraver or they got a cricket, et cetera, et cetera. And um, they, their business started to pick up. And so they they were kind of they're kind of the vanguard of the people that are are coming up now that are in that same boat and so graphics pro does address that i mean if you just if you read graphics pro i think you're going to be educated about what's going on in the market what's available to you and what the various paths are that you can choose what yeah. all the options available to you and i think that's the biggest thing you know it's it's nice to have it i think in one one spot and in a lot of different media that you can, you know, if you don't like to read a magazine, a lot of people still like to, I, you know, yeah. I'm in that age group and, it, you know, and the demographics <laughs> traditionally of, of those three markets that we serve, uh, awards and customization, decorated apparel and sign and digital printing. Um, most of the people that are in, are, that own those companies or in management of those companies are kind of of this generation, but the new generation is coming along. And so mm -hmm. obviously, uh, we have multimedia, we do video and we have uh, newsletters and we do social media, et cetera, et cetera. So <clears throat> there's just a lot of different ways that we we provide that information. So might as well take advantage of it. And it's all free. All you have to do is tell us who you are and what you do. Um, sure. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's the same at the show too. The, the registration for the shows is free. And um, I just, I get excited about it because uh, I like to, I love to see people um, getting in and getting educated and really yeah. talking to, you know, when they go to the show, for example, really talking to the suppliers and mm -hmm. digging down and finding out more yeah. about their, their products. And, you know, kind of going back to the mission, it's kind of related to, you know, what you do at a trade show um, and people go into the trade show is uh, to have a healthy skepticism about things, not to accept <laughs> the conventional wisdom, I mean, that's sure. one of the things that we preach here all the time is if we get an article in from somebody, don't just take it at face value, be skeptical about it, you know, mm, sure. ask questions about it. Don't, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll, I, cause I've interviewed a lot of people and I'll say, well, tell me about your customer service. And they'll say, well, <clears throat> well, we, we're good at customers. That's all we do. We just <laughs> love our customers. <laughs> well, like, okay but what does, what does that, that look mean? like yeah what does right? that mean yeah it, it has to look like there has to be a practical uh outlook on that there has to be sure. it, it has to actually be working and why is it working right yeah. so you have to ask those questions so it's not to don't settle for the the pat answer you know whether mm -hmm. you're 
when you're networking and talking to other people, just, you know, just ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and try to find out what's, what's behind everything and what's, what's motivating things and what's making things work for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of trade shows, I mean, I, I mentioned it at the top yeah. before, you know, before your intro brought you on, but Travis and I went to an NBM show in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure he's communicated this story to you, but we were two of those individuals that were walking <laughs> right. into the trade show yeah. uh, with uh, just a knowledge of, of mugs coffee mugs it's all we'd been doing is supplementing yep. coffee mugs and yeah, yeah. and through the through the course of that show um to your point about asking the questions a lot of we went to a lot of people that we met and a lot of suppliers and and um producers people that own print shops and, and networking and said so what are you doing on amazon what's your e-commerce strategy and they they would look at us like we had a horn growing out of our mouth like what why would we do e-commerce what does that mean i don't understand why you would sell on amazon and we walked away from that realizing like oh okay well there's a there's a space here for people to understand the benefits of print on demand and, and direct to garment and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we benefited from trade shows and we always tell people to go to as many as you possibly can. And and so I want to ask you, as someone that's on the other side of that, that is part that is helping uh, put on these trade shows from a company standpoint. And I think I know the answer. And this is a softball, and it's a lob, and you can knock it out of the park. But what if I don't? Who I mean, do you geez, think? Louise, what, what, if, what if it's really a curveball that I can't hit? But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a knuckleball, and we'll see what happens. Uh, so no, but who do you think? Better. Who do you think would benefit? from going to a trade show like if someone's listening out there and they're on the fence and they're trying to decide who would you say it would benefit the most from from going to the next graphics pro expo oh wait, okay if you want to say who's going to benefit the best i would say it's the people in the boat that we were just talking about sure they're just getting started in the business yep. um they're just starting to learn and obviously there's a lot of stuff on youtube i mean i, I gotta be honest with you i'm turned into this weird kind of youtube addict <laughs> no, no, so, I mean, well, like when I at work, you know, I'll spend 30, 45 minutes, an hour sometimes mm-hmm. just checking out what, what's going on. And, you know, I'll do key keywords. Who are the influencers? What's going on out there? What what kind of information yeah. is yeah. going out there? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it, that's great. You know, and I use YouTube to learn things, too, to. Hey, I, <laughs> I have a problem with my front door lock because it's one of those, you know. Yep. keypad things it's not working <laughs> well how can i troubleshoot that well yeah i'll go to youtube but yep. then you'll see there's like 50 videos and you're like which one do i use and <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah. if you're really looking for information it can be a little bit confusing you yeah. know so i think mm-hmm. the nice thing about a trade show and our you know the publication and the information that we disseminate is that it is curated you don't have to choose and pick yeah. and choose and go, which one's the right, right. one, right? Sure. We yeah, try to make good. the right that's one, good. the right one off the bat. So, yeah. yeah. And at the trade show, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I think I pretty much kind of answered this question when I was telling you all that it's so important to go really go dig in and, and ask questions and find out what's yeah. out there. I mean, I think that's what the huge benefit is of it. And again, you know, going to a Graphics Pro Expo where you can explore other markets, more opportunities. Um, 
you know, I, I'm obviously selling it, but I believe it. I, I'm not just saying it. I, I don't care if it's if it's our shows. There's other shows out there too that do a fantastic job, and a lot of them are, um, you know, a little bit more focused. I would say, you know, maybe they focus on a certain aspect of the market, mm-hmm. um, and that's the fantastic. You know, that's that's good stuff. And so I, I think what what we're offering um, from a trade show standpoint is is that number one. And then two is that, you know, the regional. So we're serving parts of the country that, that don't necessarily get to see a graphics trade show near them. Um, and <clears throat> just by the nature of that, because the regional shows are not international shows, they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. So they're a little bit more intimate, a little bit more personal. I mean, mm-hmm. that, can I throw that back at you? I mean, what did y'all find when you went to Portland? You know, we're, we're doing Portland this year in July. Yeah. And, um, saw that. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the, it's one of our smaller shows. Um, um, and that's simply because, you know, there's, uh, if you go to the, uh, very high population centers, you know, the shows are just going to be bigger because there's good more people. Right. But mm-hmm. Portland's a great show, um, or it was, and, um, just from your standpoint, did you, is that kind of what y'all went into it? Like, where you, did you see that opportunity? I mean, I'm just curious as to what you found in Portland. You mentioned it. Yeah, Travis, you want to you want to go first, and then I can follow up, or vice versa. <laughs> I I mean, there, I was really trying to learn more about the industry. I just wanted to know what I didn't know, and I knew there was yeah, a lot yeah. to it. And I also knew that I'd probably go there, and there'd be you know a whole lot of things that um, I would not even consider from a business perspective. Um, but I remember, you know, to your point about just asking questions, I was asking the UV guys if these things could print on shirts. So I didn't have to buy a DTG. I could buy just a UV and have kind of the shirt thing and other things, you know, and obviously now, you know, several years removed, I I would never advise anyone to to (laughs) buy a UV machine and try to print on t-shirts. You were looking for the magic bullet, right? Yeah, yeah. I really was. But we still looking for the magic bullet. But at the same time, I was I'm always, uh, but I was all, I was able to you know ask those questions, and even if they were kind of silly questions, I didn't feel yeah. like anybody made me feel yeah. stupid or dumb. Um, everybody kind of, I, I think I think they're just so overjoyed to be able to actually get to talk to people and exhibit and share all of their information too. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a it's a cool community, and I think not only did we come away with hey e commerce is a viable uh, part of this industry that's missing. I also feel like we came away with, man, this is a cool industry. People really want to help each other. Yeah. Um, There were uh, several people that we got business cards from as we were just talking to them and uh, not, not necessarily vendors, but just people that were at the show and we Mm -hmm. would just strike up conversations with them and they'd be like, Oh yeah, well we do this. And if you need any help here, give me a call, give me, you know, send me an email. And um, that happened multiple times. So it was, very encouraging from an industry standpoint as as well as a knowledge standpoint yeah yeah i I have to agree i think it was uh came over with a greater appreciation for what was capable in the industry but also for the greater appreciation for the people in the industry i know for me uh, i had no real grid as to what i was getting into like i said earlier i was just sublimating coffee mugs uh, which is Mm -hmm. the only kind of printing we were doing at the time and then walking in and seeing direct to garment it sparked an idea in my head that caused me to then go home, talk to my father-in-law who I was working with at the time and say, Hey, uh, I have an idea to completely change our business model and this is what it is. And 
and really leveraging influencer marketing. And so it was really, really educational for me drinking from a fire hose the entire time. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there was multiple times Travis and I sat down at one of those round tables and just got out a notepad and we were like, so, so let's, what do we do? And just like furiously <laughs> writing down ideas. But, um, yeah, it was, it was very welcoming. It was very educational, great networking. And ultimately, um, was inspirational enough for me to go back to Colorado and completely change course and say, this is what we need to do because there's a hole here and I think we can leverage this. And it really opened my eyes to a lot of possibility. So it was, it was great. <clears throat> I, I know I'm the one being interviewed here, but can I ask you one more question? Can I ask you one more? <laughs> yeah, of course. All <laughs> habits are hard to break. You know? yeah. so, it, y'all went to Denver, right? Y'all went to the Denver show yep. last mm-hmm. year. Right. Yeah, we did. They so what was the difference between when you went to Portland, which is really the first time you went in and looked at something like that, and then Denver, where you're a little bit more seasoned, right? And you you had that business plan. You had that business model kind of set mm-hmm. up. What what was the difference? I, I would say for me, it was, um, you know, I already recognized a lot of a lot of the companies, a lot of the machines, um, because I did, you know, I've have multiple years in the industry. I own mm-hmm. some of the machines that are, that they're, you know, showing here. And right. that was not the case in Portland. Everything was brand new. Um, <laughs> I might've heard about a machine, but I'd never seen it in the flesh. And so, um, you know, cause I don't know that we've talked much about like how many shows we went to <laughs> in that first year or two. I think oh, we you went, went to a bunch, huh? Yeah. I went to Portland. I went to the Indianapolis with a uh, show, the NBM with another guy. Mm-hmm. I went to, uh, we went to SGIA for, that year. Yeah. SGIA, which mm-hmm. is now printing United, yep. um, which that's just a massive show that has, uh, you know, huge, 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 um, you big know, machinery too, like big machine, capital yeah. equipment, right? Three, 3D Huge. printers as big as my office, you know, I mean, so obviously had no uh, interest in a lot of that stuff, but it was still just, that was another one that was just like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So yeah, coming to a Den- Denver show, which you guys have told us that is one of your smaller shows, um, if not the smallest show that you guys have was, it was like, okay, I, I pretty much know it, but it's still good to just go, especially if it's in your town and just com- yeah. connect with some of those um, vendors that you only talk to via email every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing was my son Tate won tickets to an <laughs> avalanche game, uh, through one of your guys's drawings. And we got, we got to go uh, to an avalanche game just because we attended the show for free. So appreciate yeah. that Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't thank me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I think that's smart to do that and to go to a bunch of shows, do not just go to one. Mm-hmm. Go to as many as you possibly can because it right. can't do anything but help. Right. Right. We, Big show, small show, whatever, you know. And when I say small, it's relatively small from the standpoint. It's still a decent sized show. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the great things about the regional shows is that I, I think you get to see more of the regional suppliers too. And you get to mm-hmm. know them. And I think that's important. And I think that's important for people to know who are maybe kind of in that that kind of limbo area between being a full-fledged business, a professional in the market mm-hmm. and someone who is a, as a maker, a crafter, yeah. a hobbyist, whatever. And they're trying to make that move is to get to know suppliers and mm-hmm. to even get to know manufacturers. Cause uh, you know, the manufacturers in our market are, are very personable too. And, and they care about their customers uh, by and large. And, and the thing that you get 
<clears throat> that you don't get if you go to other companies outside of our market and you get other types of machinery that are related is you don't get the same type of support. You don't get, you know, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a whole different world of support and yeah. they're good with pricing and inventories. And it's, it's just a, it's, it's a lot better business experience, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like, um, we have, uh, Graphics Pro Expoed this thing to the ground. Um, we talk about, like I say, we we talk about these shows all the time because there's there's yeah. so much value there. But um, for the sake of time, I you, you want to just go ahead and move on, Josiah. You want to maybe? Yeah. Do we want to do else? Uh, do, do you want to do dad jokes first, or do should we of do the magic questions? Dad jokes. I always want to do dad jokes okay. first. Okay. Well, so speaking of of trade shows reagan we just got back from one a couple of weeks ago and we walked around the sales floor it, it was an interesting experience for me because it was the first time that i was going primarily to just kind of grassroots market for this podcast so we wore shirts that said tell me a dad joke on this on the floor and got interviews from vendors and and attendees and, and yeah i saw some the, of those they were good yeah people on the street uh, i was very very interesting so all of that to say would you um, i, I want to know what you cut out of that did anyone go yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> no tell you I mean, a mom joke i mean <laughs> we had an interview yesterday that asked us to tell a mom joke actually okay. and that, i don't know when that will will air but uh, it was the first right. mom joke in history but everyone's <laughs> favorite segment uh, of this show is the weekly dad joke so with that we'll throw to the unnecessary and arbitrary bumper to introduce the segment time for the weekly dad joke fantastic yes we love unnecessary bumpers I don't blame you. Um. <laughs> so you're the guest, Reagan. So we're going to have you bring uh, the first dad joke this week. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell a, a joke that my dad told me. It's my dad's yes. joke. So it's a grandpa okay. joke. Yes. Okay. It's a grandpa joke. and But he told me when <laughs> before he was well, a grand, grandfather. My, my dad went to yeah. the University of Texas. And so <clears throat> he was very much um anti texas a&m texas a&m aggies mm -hmm. and it, one of the joke in texas people told aggie jokes it was kind of like um uh, you know a, a dumb person joke right aggies mm -hmm. were uh farmers etc right yeah <laughs> agriculture agriculture right mm -hmm. anyway so we told aggie jokes back in texas and and um here's one of them okay so there's a Texas Longhorn, a Houston Cougar, and a, and a Texas A&M Aggie, and they're in the fire. They're in a firing squad. They've done something. I'm not going to go into the backstory on this. I, I I don't care what they did, but just <laughs> believe me, they ended up in front of a firing squad. So, firing squad's getting ready, and they say, "Ready, aim," and the Texas Longhorn says, points in the distance, says, "Tornado," and they all look around, and he runs away. Houston Cougar gets up to the firing squad and they say, ready, aim. And he says, sandstorm and points. And they all look toward what's not a sandstorm. He runs away. Then the Aggie gets up there and he says, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. That's worse right, than a Michael Scott joke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's they, uh, they, you know, if you don't get a good eye roll, it's not a good dad joke. So yeah, it's right, not right. if it's not groan inducing, yeah. is it a dad joke? That's right, right. Yeah. 
or a grandfather. So, yeah. so anyway, I've, I've been um, kind of, you know, looking around and I've gotten a, um, you know, just, just to kind of maybe have some secondary income. And I've gotten a couple job offers recently for security guard positions. Um, one was at a, a Samsung store and the other one was at, at an iPhone store. And I'm really having a hard time just deciding because I don't know if I want to be a guardian of the galaxy or if I want to be on Apple Watch. <laughs> okay, I thought you were telling a real story there for a second. I, See, that's the danger. It happens all the time with he and I. We never know when each other are actually having, like starting a legitimate conversation or if it's going to end in a punchline. And it's always that awkward moment when he says something that's not a joke and I look at him waiting like, and then, and then never, the punchline never comes. So story of my that, life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we're going to go to a segment we call the magic questions. It's a set of questions. We always ask people all right, when we have guests, we always ask them um, the same questions out of this list or, you know, pick out of this list. So uh, we will transition to that segment. And yes, it has another unnecessary bumper. Magical. Copyright issues. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know, I say this. One to go I say this every. With. I say this every time. We've <laughs> uploaded that to YouTube handfuls of times, and not once have ever gotten a copyright infringement. On I it. know it's just it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's funny. crazy. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's not kind of the Disney song. It is the Disney <laughs> song. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, little t-shirts it looks like instead of fire yeah little flags yep all right javis you want to go ahead and ask uh the first magic question sure um if you had if you had one tip to offer a, a beginning you know print on demand business somebody who's aspiring to begin their business what would that tip be Oh, there's so many, Travis. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> the first thing that pops to mind is, um, you, you know how people talk about having a mission statement? You asked me what the GP mission was, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think a mission statement is important, but I think the problem is that people, what happens is that people do the mission statement and then they kind of forget about it. You know, They, mm -hmm. they shelve it a little bit. It, it kind of goes in the dustbin because mm -hmm. you're busy with other things, you know, and you're not thinking about the mission. But you absolutely have to craft a good mission statement and you have to stick to that. And it has to be a practical part of your business and everything that you do. Okay. Yeah. yeah I good mean, answer. cause it, cause it goes to customer service. It goes to hiring employees I and mean, you have to, you know, for hiring employees, for example, um, you, you want to make sure they're on board with what you're doing as well. And this is yeah. not a completely original thought. I agree with it. And we do that at GP. We're always thinking mission, mission, mission. Mm -hmm. Every time we put a show together, we put it, our, write an article. Um, it was one of my guests, a guy named Sean Tomlin with Designer Raps. He, that's what he, he brought that up. He's, he brought it up from the employee hiring standpoint. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're on board with your mission. Ask them questions about how they approach things and does it uh, connect with your vision of uh, and your mission and how you see your business. So yeah. I thought that was a really good advice. Yeah, that's good. No, yeah, that's, that's awesome. good. Good answer. All right. Question number two, this one's always kind of fun. If you had to start all over and you lost 
all of your current contacts from scratch and you wanted to stay in the industry, what would you do first? <clears throat> I would go online and I'd subscribe to Graphics Pro. <laughs> I'd go to a trade show or two. Yeah, I'd go to a trade show. <laughs> right? That's a really good... That, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. I'm trying to think because... Like I said, you know, I've worked in different markets before. I was in the sign industry in the graphics market for so long. And yeah. then I went into this parks and recreation and camp market. And it was, and I did the same in the automotive market. I was totally green. I was, yeah. you know, I had no clue really. I, I liked cars. I, I'm a, I went to camp when I was a kid. I, I, I enjoy parks, <laughs> state parks, <laughs> local parks, national parks, yeah. amusement parks. Yeah. <laughs> So you've already done this, so this right. should be so, should be a real easy a real easy answer. Is it though? It's it's it, it again. It, it has to do with it has to do with networking and asking questions, yeah, and not being afraid to ask questions, and not and not being afraid to ask stupid what you th might think are yeah. stupid questions. Can this UV yeah. machine print on T-shirts that I can sell yeah. my customers? <laughs> yeah. That's a stupid question. Now that I know it, that it's stupid. But at the time, I didn't realize it was a no. stupid question. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and no one looks down on you for that. I mean, anyway, even if they did, what are the chances three years later, you've got this booming business, everything's going fantastic, that something's going to happen where someone says, God, I remember when he came by my booth and he asked me if the <laughs> if this UV printer was going to do t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll, be a, yeah. it'll be a full circle experience if one right. day. You shouldn't buy book, products from him. We book yeah. that guest on this show and he comes on right. and like, wait a minute. You're the guy that asked you. me about the UV and the T-shirt. You're an idiot. <laughs> what a full circle experience that will be if that were to happen. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, I'm, I'm keeping it up here just in case I need that information for future <laughs> reference. I, uh, your, your credentials have been called into question, Travis. Right. Oh, dang <laughs> it's it! It's your fault. If I ever need to do that, Travis, I'll just I'll bring it no. out. Dang oh, it! Great. I'm not seeing that as a possibility, but <laughs> all right, Travis. All right. Ask the third one. Last question. Uh, this this requires a crystal ball and a turban because we want to know what you think the future of print on demand is. <laughs> what are holograms? What are, okay. No. I, <laughs> nice. What, who who is it? It's Johnny Carson. It's the Karnak, the great Karnak. Yeah, yes. that was a yes. really. I mean, if that was supposed to be an imitation, I could maybe do Ed <laughs> McMahon, but I'm not. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'm not going to weird, wild stuff or anything like that. Maybe either. Um, <laughs> crystal ball for the print on demand market. Um, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I'm going to ask, ask, answer a question with a question. I'm assuming <laughs> your listeners kind of, do they fall into two okay. camps? Do they fall into, I'm not really a producer. I'm a more of a fulfillment person or a designer, uh, design, fulfill, et cetera, as opposed to, I'm actually doing the graphics, uh, producing the graphics using whether DTG, whatever. Uh, I think you have, I, I mean, if you want to, you know, talk about demographics, I think you have, uh, the people who do more royalty-based stuff, so they are doing the graphics or they're paying someone to do the graphics and yeah, right. kind of creating a catalog of, of uh, designs that people or uh, products that people can purchase. Then you have the makers who mm -hmm. are kind of 
more they're doing the same thing as the the first category but they're actually producing some of the at least if not all of their products and then you have some people who are doing similar things to us you know we're actually fulfilling products for those other categories of people um and so you have kind of three different i would say three different uh demographics in our audience okay yeah just <clears throat> one little background on that for the so-called crystal ball and it, I, I'm just wondering if um, do the makers become fewer? Or do they become more? I, I don't know. It depends. It depends on the person, right? Because the person who's getting into business, I, I think someone who loves to is mechanically inclined, um, mm -hmm. likes to tinker with their car or does stuff around the house. And that's not me, by the way. <laughs> they're more <laughs> likely, they're more likely, I think, to be be a maker because they enjoy the process of it. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. that I think there's joy in the process. And it and I, I think what you'll find is that's is this is a business that's definitely going to grow. Um and, and I think that you're going to see more people getting into it, definitely. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people are going to come in it from the maker standpoint, just because they like to do things like mm -hmm. that. There's something to be said for doing more than just typing stuff in a keyboard, right? Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for that. So, yeah. and the other part of that too is I think that as you know, the technology <clears throat> continues to, I've seen just radical changes over the years. Um, because I can remember, you know, when I started at sign business, that maybe half to 75% of the signs were hand-painted. Wow. Um, and then people started cutting vinyl and applying vinyl to sign blanks. And hmm. what happened was that the hand painters, I remember they'd come to me at a show and they'd say, why are you covering all this vinyl graphics? You're, you're killing us with the vinyl graphics. You know, it's it's killing the industry. And then when wide format printing came out, I had a, another guy come up to me at a trade show and say, you're just killing us, a traditional vinyl guys. And I'm like, hmm. traditional vinyl? You remember hand painting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's always going to, there's always going to be disruptive change. And, and I think that hmm. this market um, is always going to, from a technology standpoint, is going to see disruptive change constantly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the nature of the beast, and I think it's going to happen even faster than it was in the past. Yeah, it's you can see that be, already yeah, with the, yeah. the crickets and the silhouettes that are out right, there. Right, right. There that that technology was not available, and the glow forges that technology was not available to the masses mm -mm. until these companies kind of put it out there. Um, and and now we're seeing you know more makers, if you will. Right, and the professional equipment is is like I said is is accessible. It's, it's, yeah, it's more expensive, but like I said, when you move up to that professional grade equipment, it, what you're getting along with that is you're getting professional support. You're getting professional, mm, yeah. uh, attention to your business. That's, that's what my, um, uh, that's what my experience has been, you know, working for a supplier in the graphics market was that you really paid attention to your customer you and, mm. and you made sure that they were you wanted to help them in their business. And I think that that's, that's the same throughout the market is just like us that uh, I think the manufacturers and suppliers really want to help the people in this market. And yeah. yeah, because, you know, obviously there's a win-win benefit there. They help, 
someone's business, they're just going to buy more product from you, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's that selfish incentive, but I think there's also an altruistic incentive as well. And um, again, if someone's a beginner in this market and they're using a Cricut or a Glowforge or whatever, um, <clears throat> they really want to get serious, again, maximize that equipment and then move on to the professional grade and get the professional support and attention you deserve. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, great answers on all three of those magic questions for sure. Um, <clears throat> as we begin to wind down here, Reagan, uh, let people know where they can find out more info about Graphics Pro, Graphics Pro Expo, the magazine, publications, um, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. Okay. Well, I'll give them two easy sides. So I'll, I'll make it quick. It's graphics-pro.com. And you can go there to access the uh, the website, but everything is there for you. Um, you can go see the you can go check out the podcast and all the articles that have been written in the newsletter. You can go subscribe, and when you subscribe, you get the newsletter, you get the magazine, a digital version of the magazine. Mm. You get the podcast, you get video, you, you basically get the whole nine yards of uh, yeah. information directed toward mm -hmm. you in this industry. And uh, graphics uh, pro expo is graphics hyphen pro hyphen expo. We do a lot of hyphens. <laughs> should i call them no dashes no they're really hyphens anyway hyphens, yeah. Uh, yeah and <clears throat> there's a shortened version of that too that has hyphens g <laughs> hyphen p hyphen x.com graphics pro x <laughs> so you can find everything you need at those two sites trust me awesome well, that'll definitely be, uh, you know, in the show notes, um, hyphens and all. Uh, we'll, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll put it all in there for, okay. for our listeners. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. Reagan, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, it's been great, you know, just over the last several months getting to know you and some of your team over there. Same here. Um, you got you got some great, great people over there and um, look forward to, you know, continuing our relationship and uh, get, and then getting this podcast out to some people and, um, yeah. you know, reinforcing what we're saying all the time, guys, you got to get to a show. And the cool thing about graphics pro is that they're uh, the graphics pro expo is that they go all over the country. It's not just kind of an East coast, West coast, central thing. They're going all over right. and they, every other year they kind of switch all of their cities. So there's inevitably in the next two years, there's something that's close enough for you to, you yeah. know, get your butt there and uh, uh, learn, learn about some of this stuff and do yourself a favor. So oh, thanks for the plug. Yeah, man. So Reagan, <laughs> thanks so much for, uh, for coming on and uh, appreciate we'll, y'all. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Send all the hate mail to a guy named Dave Pomeroy, by the way. <laughs> What's his email is Dave hyphen Pomeroy hyphen. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of hyphens D hyphen A hyphen V. Yeah, exactly. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Reagan. We'll talk soon. Okay. Appreciate y'all. All right. We want to thank Reagan again for taking time out of his schedule to come on our podcast. It was really, it's always fun to me. Um, and I've been in that situation too, where the interviewer becomes the interviewee and then the <laughs> interviewee has a hard time not becoming the interviewer and kind of just trying to fall into that, those roles in the given episode. So he did a great job. It was a great conversation, super easy to talk to. And yeah. just really, I thought I think gave really good perspectives on on a lot of things in, in the print industry. And he has such an extensive history just in print in general, whether it's the written sure. word, whether it's signs, whether it's shirts, whatever it is. I'm super super informative. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like there were some questions that I would have liked to have asked. Like, for instance, what's it like on the other side of the trade show? 
table, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like setting yeah. it up, you know, and, uh, and how much time does it take? How many people have to come yeah. out? What do you, you know, so all those moving things. pieces. Um, I mean, I know that doesn't, isn't necessarily specific to print on demand, but I was just curious. Well, you know, no, that... I mean, well, yeah, there's some questions that are self-serving, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think for me, if, you know, you and I both have, have been a part of in the church world conferences and, sure, and, yeah. you know, big events like that and bringing in multiple bands and, and kind of working in the merch booths and stuff like that. So just knowing what having a small, probably in comparison taste of what that yeah. is, just the respect you have for them for a two and a half, three day right. thing. That's just massive and vendors and thousands of people attending. Like it's the logistics. And, it's, it's fascinating to me. And, and they do several of them a year. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Many of them sit five or six or something like that. I mean, it's just crazy. And they do yeah. it every single and year. And it, it'd be really, it'd be fascinating to know how much of it is automated in a box kind of thing, like rinse, repeat and how mm -hmm. much changes get each given year or, each location. Right. So uh, the next yeah. time he's on, those are questions that we should, that we should ask him um, yeah. again, because we're interested in the listener. You'll learn, you'll learn something. And, and there's one more thing I wanted to, uh, I, I feel like he brushed over the fact a little bit that all of the stuff they do is free. You know, yes. the, the, yeah, all 100%. of their expos are free. You can go to their website um, with all the hyphens and all that stuff, <laughs> or you can just look in the show notes and click a link, but yes, uh, do you, that. You can go and you can sign up. You can sign up to their, their, uh, newsletter mailing list and you can get the magazine, an actual physical magazine. As a matter of fact, oh. this one right here, oh. you can get it. It is sent to you for free every single month. And yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I would totally, uh, consider that because it's free, you it's know, just free. go do it. Yeah. It's not like you're, yeah, you, you don't have to exchange any money for it, but you, the, the value of it is so the reason we're emphasizing the free aspect is because of the value that those types of things, whether it's the newsletter, whether it's uh, the magazine, the trade shows are free to register for mm -hmm. the, the value that you're getting in exchange for no monetary value is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, so certainly do that and if you don't subscribe then you know what you get so you get nothing yeah you get nothing so don't don't be that guy just do it it's free and it's inc an incredible value so again we want to thank reagan for for coming on the show we want to thank you guys for listening to the show of course without mm -hmm. you travis and i are talking to ourselves and we do that enough so it's nice to know that we're talking to other people. Uh, yeah, if you're watching the video, Travis just gave me a very strange, like, sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's trying to pretend like he don't talk to himself. Anyway, uh, so if you want to get in touch with us and have a conversation, fans. there's a couple of different ways that you can do it. Of course, printedamancast.com slash Facebook. We've talked a lot about it. The group is growing. The conversations are growing. There's lots of cool questions being asked and and uh, lots of ideas for content that we have for that group, for that community. Um, so avail yourself of that as well. Just talk about free. Everything that we're about to tell you is completely free. It's a push of a button, uh, including this podcast. So printondemandcast.com slash Facebook is where you can go to join the group, the conversation. We're also on Instagram, printondemandcast.com slash Instagram is where you can go to find some uh, more content. Uh, a lot of in the moment happening now stuff. Instagram stories kind of lend themselves to those in the moment posts. Um, so a lot of that's going to be happening. And as we 
expand and, and go to more trade shows. A lot of that kind of vlog stuff is going to be happening there. Uh, and Travis is actively, actively taking a picture. So I'm going to put it on myself so that he doesn't see himself taking the picture uh, because that's awkward to see. I know I've done it way too many times, uh, <laughs> put it on Instagram. So um, yeah, so we're also uh, on YouTube, printondemandcast.com slash YouTube is where you can go to find these episodes kind of as an archive, but there is ideas uh, and plans to hopefully expand that to be a little bit more educational, informational, and exclusive mm -hmm. content as well. And if you guys want to help us uh, in, in another way, aside from just, of course, liking and joining all of these groups, if you want to help support the show monetarily, one way you can do that is print on a man. My God, I was doing so well, and then mm -hmm. I completely lost the vibe. That's the wrong sound cue, too. Yep. That's the right one. So <laughs> print on slash shop is where you guys can go to, to pick up a T-shirt um, and help kind of support monetarily and fund the, the awesome. ideas and the stuff. It was awesome, Chris Farley. Thank you. Um, I wish. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> completely derailed this vlog <laughs> that I go to every single time. But uh, we greatly appreciate your guys' support in that way as well. If you want to help kind of bring these ideas we have for, for content on these platforms to life, that would be awesome. So um, thank you guys so much. And as always, wherever there are podcasts, the POD cast is there for you. If, you happening, if you're happening to be listening on the Apple podcast, leave us a review. And let us know what you think of the show. Same thing on Spotify. We want to conquer the algorithms. We talked a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> depending on when this airs, uh, about <laughs> algorithms and wanting to conquer them. But honestly, um, share, like, subscribe, get this content to those that you think would be helpful for. Post it in other groups, print on demand groups, if you think it'd be helpful for them. And we're greatly, greatly appreciative. So with that being said, we will see you guys next week. For Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you right here on the print on demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the totally tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at print on cast.com. Want to be wicked. Nice. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now. So you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.